Welcome to another Growth Masters Federal presentation on growing your business in the federal sector. Your host is Shirley Collier, president and founder of Scale to Market. Scale to Market helps businesses think, plan, collaborate, and build market value by developing and executing customized, data-driven business development playbooks, building efficient information systems, and creating high-performing BD teams. What do you think is the most valuable asset your growing GovCon business owns? If your answer was anything other than me, then you need to listen carefully to today's discussion. And if you got the answer right to the first question, here's a follow-up. Would you agree that it's critical to maximize the ROI of your assets? So, what are you doing spending your time, arguably the most precious and limited commodity in any business, doing bookkeeping and accounting chores, producing financial reports, administering payroll, managing contracts, HR and inventory control, and the innumerable other back office tasks that are a constant interruption and that you spend your nights and weekends doing. Wouldn't your business benefit more if you were spending that time on R&D, product development, customer relations, marketing and sales, financial management, and working with your executive team to develop and implement your strategic plan? You do have a strategic plan, don't you? Mike Anderson, CEO of Reliascent, leads a deeply experienced team of accountants, compliance experts, contract managers, and business consultants in ensuring you and your team stay focused on the tasks most critical to sustained growth and ultimate success. And now here's Shirley with her guest, Mike Anderson. Enjoy the presentation. Hello, Shirley here. Our discussion today is about the phases of growth small businesses go through, especially those doing business in the federal marketplace. Small businesses with federal contracts have multiple paths to success, but generally go through predictable stages of growth. Because of the highly regulated nature of federal contracting, those growth stages take on more complexity. The issues faced by small to mid-sized businesses change as they grow, and the solutions to the problems they face also differ and evolve. In this discussion, we will introduce an infrastructure, meaning business development, accounting, and contract management framework, that describes the issues and actions that small businesses should consider as they scale their businesses. My guest today to tackle this somewhat complex topic is Mike Anderson, CEO of Reliascent, an outsourced partner for small to mid-sized businesses that are doing business with the federal government, providing accounting, bookkeeping, contract management, and software support. Welcome, Mike. Well, thank you, Shirley. It's my pleasure to discuss this important topic with you today. Mike, I only briefly introduced you and your company. Tell our audience a little bit more. Sure. Reliascent is a consulting company that helps small to medium-sized businesses that are federal contractors. We specialize in three main areas of expertise. We call them the three pillars. One is DCAA-compliant accounting. The second one is FAR-compliant contract administration and management. And the third pillar is strategic and financial planning for these businesses. We partner with them in an appropriate manner depending on their needs. Some companies we actually perform as outsourced departments for compliant accounting and or compliant contract management. Our company has over 200 collective years of experience in this market niche. Excellent. Thanks, Mike. 
let's start at the beginning, then we will address more mature businesses later. Say a small business receives their first federal contract. Isn't it easier and cheaper for the owner to do the accounting and administration themselves? Well, many owners might feel that way. In actuality, they are doing their business a disservice. This is what I refer to as a matter of senior executive resource allocation. Most owners consider their time as free and like to do these back office tasks themselves. Is that a good thing? It might be okay if you're a small business and maybe only have one contract, but as your company grows, this becomes a larger problem. Again, this is a matter of dilution of effort on the owner's part. Is this the best use of their time? And number two, do they have the knowledge, experience, and expertise to do it correctly? The owner should be spending time on what they know best at this critical stage in the company in order to assure its survival and growth. So how do owners determine what they are going to do and what others should do for them? Well, there are what I call low ROI activities and high ROI activities for these senior executives and owners. Where is the most value in growing the business? Chasing new work and clients as well as business analysis and strategic planning? Those are high ROI activities and are more valuable than doing direct work or administrative work. There's an opportunity cost for the owner's time, and it increases as the company grows. The owner should focus more and more on growing the business and less and less on doing administrative tasks. Many business failures can be traced to the issue of the owner not being able to distinguish between these high ROI activities and low ROI activities and then working them accordingly. What are some of the risk factors owners should take into consideration then? Well, certainly knowledge of the FAR, which is the Federal Acquisition Regulations, the CFR, which is the Code of Federal Regulations, OMB, which is Office of Managed and Budget Regulations, and other terms and conditions found on federal contracts is a big risk factor. All of these are public knowledge and readily available and need an expert or more likely a team of experts that have extensive experience in navigating through what I call a rat maze. There have been many examples of owners trying to navigate this maze themselves and inadvertently getting into trouble. By trouble, I mean having to give large sums of money back to the government, being blackballed for future business, and even in some rare cases, jail time. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's not good. And you know, many business owners have a specific expertise, which is why they started their business. They might be in IT or they're an engineer and they don't really have the background to comprehend appropriately this rat maze, as you describe it. So, Mike, isn't the cost of hiring someone to do the accounting and administration considered a high overhead cost? Well, it is an overhead cost, but it's an allowable cost. And there is a cost of doing business with the United States government. People need to realize that. The U.S. government is the largest purchaser of goods and services in the world. They pay on time, and in many cases, they pay for their respective overhead costs associated with their work. The cost of doing the accounting is what they consider an allowable cost, and therefore, they will reimburse for it. Small businesses need to also consider the opportunity cost of their senior executives. That's a cost that's a risk as well. This cost is always underestimated and can cause serious distractions and limitations to the company's growth. 
When you also consider the cost of correcting mistakes, i.e. not meeting the government's requirements, and or penalties and fines, hiring someone that is experienced, knowledgeable, and trained makes a lot of financial sense. Can you elaborate on that a little bit, Mike? Sure. By hiring full-time versus outsourcing on these functions, don't forget to consider the fringe costs of direct employees that work for the company, plus supervision time and the opportunity cost of senior people who could be spending their time to concentrate on high ROI activities. Outsourcing can result in higher expertise and a lower cost since you pay for only what you need. The cost of noncompliance, i.e., slow payments from the government, canceled contracts, blackballs, etc., also in severe cases could be financial, civil, or even criminal penalties. Shirley, you specialize in outsourced business development management. Do you see similar economics in your client base? Oh, yes, I do. I find that initially business development is done by the owners. They really can't afford to hire anybody else. And at that point, there's little management of the process It is survival, which I totally understand. But at about two to three million in annual revenue, they begin to hire part time support staff if they, as the owners, enjoy business development. If they don't enjoy business development, they will sometimes try outsourcing their business development on a part time basis. And then what I see at about 10 to 15 million in annual revenue, they'll hire their first salesperson usually unsuccessfully, (laughs) because they really don't have disciplined processes or resources in place, and they don't know how to manage someone else who is doing business development for them. Many times what I see is that the owners will sit back and they'll wring their hands, hoping that the person that they hired to do business development can work magic for them, and they seldom do. And many small businesses are unable to get past this pivot point. So what are the keys to success to growing beyond this threshold? Well, there is a proven method for getting past this critical point. The method that we've developed is called DAVIE, D-A-V-I-E, and has six steps beginning with developing a data-driven plan. It is so crucial that small businesses find, understand, synthesize and develop strategies to focus their energies in areas that will lead to sustainable success. Many small business owners work very hard and invest, relatively speaking, a lot of money in business development, but with few results. But even when a plan is developed, it then needs to be executed, which is hard. That's the hardest part. I love the saying, execution eats strategy for breakfast. Execution involves being disciplined, articulating your differentiators, knowing what those are, investing in people and systems, and managing the process, which involves goal setting, achieving milestones, and of course, measuring return on investment. Folks, we need to take a break. My guest is Mike Anderson, CEO of Reliascent an outsourced accounting and contract administration company located in Westminster, Colorado. When we come back, we will discuss how business owners keep their fingers on the pulse of their businesses, even if they outsource certain functions. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
Today's discussion is brought to you by Scale to Market, and your host is Shirley Collier. Utilizing the proprietary Davy Business Development Growth Framework, Scale to Market partners with business owners and executives to increase their company's value by achieving profitable and sustainable growth in the federal marketplace. Email Shirley at scollier at scaletomarket.com to obtain your copy of the Davy Growth Framework. Growthmasters Federal is a nationwide community of growth-oriented government contractors, their owners and executive teams, and the professionals who support them. The mission is to share experiences and discuss timely topics on managing and growing your GovCon business with an emphasis on implementing effective business development systems and practices in the complex, highly regulated, but opportunity-rich federal marketplace. And now back to Shirley's discussion with Mike Anderson, CEO of Reliascent, on structuring accounting, contracting, and business management systems so that you can focus on leading your company toward growth and success. Welcome back. Mike, I want to go back to some of the concerns business owners may have about outsourcing their accounting and contract management functions. What if I want to keep informed of my financial position as an owner? I know if I do it myself, I will be informed. If others do it for me, it's a little scary. Business owners need to have someone keep them up to speed with financial position of a company, but that doesn't mean that you have to do it yourself. Key financial reports and indicators can be used to keep your pulse on the business Things like profit and loss, balance sheet, cash flow statements are very important for a business owner to stay in tune with. Government contractors also need to be kept up to speed on all jobs through an informative job cost report. Having an expert create these reports allows the business owner to spend time just analyzing the reports, strategizing, and acting on them rather than trying to create them and make the reports right in the first place. And I would imagine, Mike, that someone who concentrates on financial systems full-time would be efficient in the use of the software and be able to provide to busy owners dashboards and analyses that save them considerable amount of time. Yes, not only efficient in the software and tools, but efficient in the regulations surrounding how the financial reporting is to be done to be compliant. Sometimes a company is lucky and can hire an experienced individual. This can be expensive for a small company, and it can be limiting in experience in a medium-sized company as well. Hiring a full-service consulting company provides not only the services that are needed, which is an efficiency for a small business, but also a wealth of experience more than one individual can provide. The tools that have been developed, audited, and used for many years in the industry also provide additional assurance to the company. But won't it be hard for me to communicate with someone who's external to my company? Today's electronic tools allow people not only to work remotely, but be productive by doing this. Things like phone calls, email, text messages, video conferencing, virtual meeting software are some of the tools that allow remote personnel to be effective. Scheduling regular meetings to discuss the financial position of the company is usually adequate, especially when you're remote, but you need to have that meeting. An effective mix of the different types of communications will ease the communication concern. And I find that 
all of those tools, especially the virtual meeting software, can be particularly effective. More and more, I find myself advising my clients via text and FaceTime. (laughs) We're all on the go. Now, we've been talking about outsourcing, but I know that many business owners have anxiety over selecting a good outsource partner that they can trust. What is your advice? My advice is look for a firm that has more than one person expertise. This way, the firm can provide you with a depth of expertise and experience more than you can get from a single individual. For instance, Reliascent has over 200 years of experience in the field. So rather than hiring a single individual with maybe 20 years of experience, you would get more experience for your money. Also look for a firm that has more than just accounting expertise. Look for a firm that is expert in the three basic areas of compliant accounting, federal contract administration, and strategic planning related to government contracting. Look for a firm that has been doing this for a long time and understands the federal contracting marketplace. This is what I call market presence. Surely I know you have written articles about how business development consultants in the federal marketplace just don't get it. What do you think are the factors that should go into selecting a good outsourced business development partner? Well, business development is an integral component of a company's short and long-term goals. Knowledge of the company's core competencies, goals, resources, and competition all come into play. And in my opinion, only someone who has owned and grown a small business in the federal sector can really understand the nuances and trade-offs. Just identifying opportunities from public databases based upon keywords and NAICS codes and throwing them over the transom doesn't work. That's only about 10% of the effort. Mike, let's now talk about the companies that are well beyond startup and are ready to transition from owner-directed to executive team-directed. In my experience, that is when they reach about 15 to 20 million in annual revenue. What are the issues they must address at this stage that are somewhat unique? Well, this is where the three pillars that I talked about before really come into play. They not only need help with things like incurred cost submissions or DCAA audit support, These companies benefit from outsourced experts to help them on a part-time basis with things like strategic rate management, labor distribution, negotiating a contract with the prime or the federal government, contract closeouts, terminations, and other highly specific tasks. And what I see from a business development perspective is that the whole continuum of business development activities must begin to be delegated to an empowered team. And these activities include market research, marketing communications, opportunity qualification, selling, teaming, proposal preparation, goal setting, compensation plans, performance appraisals, and of course, determining return on investment. It is now time to develop internal capacity to launch the company to the next level. And it requires different skills than those that were necessary to start the business. And this can be a very challenging pivot for most small companies. Mike, as we wrap up our discussion, what advice would you give our listening audience regarding managing infrastructure as they grow? Probably the biggest advice is strategic planning. This is a high ROI activity for the owner or senior executive. 
A firm that can help with compliance and accounting and contracts can allow the owner to concentrate more on this strategic planning. A company that can also provide assistance in this area is a benefit and magnifies your high ROI activity. Something as simple as a budget for the next year is often overlooked by many small businesses, and this can cause them to lose focus and direction, causing growth to stall. Mike, thank you so much for your insights into this common but complex issue. Shirley, thank you for the opportunity to discuss this with you today. Our passion at Reliascent is partnering with these small to medium-sized businesses to help them succeed and grow. It is always a pleasure to see that happen. I agree. That is very rewarding for both of us in what we do for a living. Folks, if you would like to get in touch with Mike, he can be reached at manderson at reliascent.com. Or you can get in touch with us here at Skeletal Market, and we'll make sure you're connected. This is Shirley Collier, president of Skeletal Market and host of the Growth Masters Federal Podcast, signing off for now. Thank you for joining us today. For more information on how to increase shareholder value and instill enduring BD management principles into your GovCom business, give us a call, reach out on LinkedIn, or visit our website at scale2market.com. That's scale2market.com. Our presentations are available as podcasts on the Growthmasters Federal Channel and, for those who prefer a visual experience, as on-demand webcasts on the scale to market website. We welcome your feedback on the topics, guests, content, form, and quality of our work, and look forward to having you join us again soon for another informative Growthmasters Federal presentation.